welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and uh, we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the sonorous Rob London. Hello. Today, <clears throat> I hope it isn't too punishing, because Ooh. we're going to be talking about the Punisher. He's the king of the castle. Yes, um... The, the the Frank Castle. Yeah, and uh, there's lots of things about him that I want to talk about, because he is one of those characters who, on paper, sound like something I shouldn't like. Too much? Yeah, he. I mean, he is kind of your textbook angry white guy with gun. Yeah, but, like, he manages to pull a lot of pathos... Writers pull a lot of pathos out of that when they want to. Yes, I mean, he's... He's a lot of things from the 70s sort of jammed together in a way that's kind of still compelling. Yeah, and then the 90s kind of hit, and then I'm just like, uh, okay, cool, you're just writing as an angry white guy, cool, that's great, wonderful. Um, No, but uh, yeah, The Punisher. So, let's talk about The Punisher. So, what do you know about the Punisher? Let's just do a brief thing because I I know a lot about the Punisher, and, and I definitely know you know. Yeah, a lot you've about probably the seen a movie or TV show, but yeah. So, uh, Frank Castle, uh, born Frank Castiglione, uh, he was a, a member of the Marine Corps in what was originally Vietnam, but has since been retconned to be a nebulous recent war. Um, you know. Highly decorated, came back uh, to America, you know, finished his various tours of duty. His, uh, his family was having a nice picnic in Central Park. They witnessed a mob hit. And so to so as to eliminate the witnesses, uh, his wife and children were all killed. Castle survived and became the Punisher, a one-man army in a war against crime. Yeah, and they pull a lot out of that. They pull. I think they pull all the pathos out of it, and some in. I would say more often than not, a lot of the stories tend to pull out something pretty fun, or at least very um, poignant. Yeah, I mean, the Punisher can be written very well, and sometimes is. It's sometimes, yeah, and uh, the only reason why I'm, why I'm not saying it's all good because I'm looking at you, Garth Ennis. Um, yeah, there's some real bad stuff kind of spread out in the 90s and two, early 2000s, kind of. Well, well, in the 90s, there were three monthly Punisher books. Yeah, and it was the 90s. There was a Marvel uh, property called Death Cubed that was yeah, uh, ongoing in that, the 90s. So that's too just, much Punisher. Yeah, a little bit too much. Like, Spider-Man, I would argue, can maybe, maybe, can pull off three. Yeah, I'd say you. there's a greater variety of stuff you can do with Spider-Man as opposed to Punisher. Although, in recent years, that has been challenged what, with the whole uh, Frankencastle thing. Oh, oh man. We need to talk about some of the, the highs and lows of Frank Castle. <laughs> um, but Frankencastle is a high when he became a Frankenstein's monster. The low uh, is whenever he became an angel. He became an actual <laughs> angel who... Uh, hunted a bunch of mo- mob demons or something. It wasn't great. Oh, no, but so, 
Um, I don't think we really need to get too much into his story. I mean, I, we, you, you pretty much summed it up. I mean, I pretty much summed it up. You summed it up. He was a person from, well, at this time, Vietnam War, who mm-hmm. got screwed over by the by the Magia. Yes. And he just dedicated his life to just straight up killing as many gangsters and mafiosos as he could. Uh, or, I guess what's Magi? Would it be Magiosos? I think Magiosos. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Magiosos. Uh, and sort of as an interesting note, he did not start out as a leading character. I uh, started out as a Spider-Man villain. Yes, and we're going to get to that real quick. Um, so officially, he showed up in Marvel in uh, Spider, the Amazing Spider-Man one uh, twenty-nine. The Punisher strikes twice. And February 1974. And it was uh, Jerry Conway and Jerry Conway and uh, John John Romita, not Uh, uh, Jr. Well, John Romita Sr. designed the costume. I think the issue itself was drawn by Gil Kane. Oh, was it? No, he was the inker. He was the inker in that. He was the pencilist. And I know he also, I know it was uh, Romita uh, Sr. who came up with the costume design. Yeah, and I like the costume design. It is like a good costume design. Yeah, like it, like it doesn't go over the top. Like it, it's like it's edgy. It was like edgy in the seventies. Oh, sure, it's good. It's, which a big I feel- bla- it's a big skull. Yeah, but uh, John Ross or Row or 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 Drew or Drew. Uh, and oh, Ross Andrew. Andrew. Okay, I was just I, the W. I mean, the U threw me off. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is the Roy Thomas years as well. Okay, sorry. And this co- this uh, cover for for when he shows up is a very iconic cover. Oh, with uh, Spider Man in the crosshairs. Yeah, uh, yes. one of the local one of the local bands. Uh, I think Belushi Speedball. I think their name is mm. uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, they their uh, their first like album cover was like a a variant of this. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, shout out to local bands, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but he first, but he did technically first show up. He showed up as the Punisher in a solo, a story, in a Marvel preview uh, comic. That's and right. It was issue number two, mm-hmm. and this is still something I need to. Uh, this is a series I want to collect the floppies for because they have the most pulpy covers. I have seen. Oh, right. Is that the one where it's like sort of this curved window and the Punisher shooting up a bunch of mobsters? Yeah, and it's just, it's really good. And also, the Marvel preview is just something like that has a lot of just really good covers. I think those were the uh, the Marvel black and white magazines. Yes, yeah. Where you they were get away with like a little mag- nudity and more violence and probably a little cursing. Yeah, and it was like the max imprint of the... Of the late seventies, yeah. I mean, you 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 couldn't get away with as much as you can get with away with, say, on the Netflix Punisher TV show, which we're going to talk about that in a moment. Yeah, because I have lots of feelings, mostly good feelings. I liked the, it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, this is also you could get like solo Star Lord, mm-hmm. uh, uh, solo Star Lord's um, stories. Uh, Thor showed up a couple of times. Uh, man of God, a uh, man gods and. Uh, what was the other one? Man, God, and 
No, Dracula had his own magazine. No, Dracula. No, yeah, Man God showed okay. up, which is something that I want to collect because one of the cover for like the second Man God, it was issue number nine. It looks like the cover of one of those like Men Adventures magazine, where it's yes. just like this beefy man, just like with a busty woman underneath of him, just him, just like holding a building up with his own hands. It's just like, oh my god. And he even has like ripped jeans on the thigh, just showing like really muscular thigh. I like I'm gonna post a bunch of these pictures on the uh on the Facebook and the Twitter, but um I talked about them before and I want to collect a bunch of them. And besides a couple of them, like the Santana one or no, not Santana, it's uh Lilith. Satana? Satana, yeah, Satana. And uh, one of the other, like, they're very affordable. I'll post pictures of it later, but it's pretty cool. And I just want to, uh, I want to have them. Like, not even really even read them. I just want to have them, like, hung up on my wall in, like, a a frame or something. Because there's some really good covers. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Punisher? I mean, I... He's sort of very 70s, but when he's written well, I like the Punisher. I mean, it, it's a, it's the such a basic origin. He is one of those people who I think live or dies by their writers. Because like, I feel like some characters, like as long as the writers do decent at writing them, yes. like, I'm going to like them for mm-hmm. the most part. Like, um, like Spider-Man's a good example of that. Like uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like Spider Man and most of the stuff he does. Like I may not read all of it, but I'm still gonna like him. Mm-hmm. Or um, I'm trying to think of other examples right now. But you know, certain characters, like you know, as long as you're doing doing them at least a little bit of justice, you know, it's gonna be an okay book, and you're gonna like the uh, like the character still. But Punisher really, really needs to be written by someone who knows how to do nuance. Yes. Because then you get like the I, I'm gonna hit on this a lot, but like the really just the early 2000s Garth Ennis or am I saying it's right? Or Ennis? I think it's um, Ennis. Yeah, it's Ennis um, Punisher, where he's basically just just nothing but like a he's so edgy he he's so edgy like you don't know how he walks around without cutting himself. Right. Uh, and he can be done very badly, very easily. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and it's, and I think he's one of the few Marvel characters who like it, it really depends on the writer, on if and if if he's actually good. Like one example, whenever you make him a uh, angel of death, yeah, to kill demon mobsters, yeah, or I think demons who were pretending to be mobsters. I can't remember how that went. It it wasn't great. It wasn't good, and it was really bad '90s stuff. In fact, well, that it was it was part of the first wave of Marvel Knights. Yeah, and some of that stuff is good. Some of the uh, Marvel Knights stuff is I really mean, that, good. Those first four books, it was basically three hits and a big miss because it was uh, Daredevil by uh, Kevin Smith and Joe Quesada. Uh, it, it was a it was a p- very popular at the time, and it has its moments. Um, I don't think it's aged well. It doesn't at all. You had um, Inhumans by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee. That's a very good miniseries. Um, you had Black Panther by uh, Christopher Priest and Mark Teixeira, which is very good. And uh, you had uh, The Angel Punisher. Yeah, it didn't work so well. No. But, uh, but The Punisher is one of those characters that seems to well, 
come back from the dead. Yeah. Literally. And also, like, uh, in... Because, like, he's one of those characters that tends to pop up occasionally. I mean, he's a big guest appearance guy, because you can always contrast him with your hero, who's probably not a guy who kills, and the Punisher, who is a guy who kills all the time. I think my favorite guest appearance he's done would be at the Runaways, where uh, that was the really fun... uh, had the really fun page where uh, Molly Hayes is just sick of his shit and just is just like, I'm going to punch you in the balls so hard you're going to not appear in this comic again. <laughs> and that's what happened. Pretty much. And like, he shows up a lot in, he, he tends to show up a lot in more serious uh, Daredevil or Spider-Man mm-hmm. stories. Uh, I think one of the bigger recent uh team ups they did spider-man uh, daredevil and wolf not wolverine why did i say that uh daredevil no wait i said that as well sorry wait spider-man daredevil and punisher uh-huh. was i think it was like the omega the omega effect yes omega effect yeah yes. where it was a big crossover between the three books where mm. there was this uh basically like thumb drive with all the information on all the underworld people and whoever had it would basically have the power over everyone. Yes. And I remember I remember liking that. Yeah, it was good. I don't remember any I don't remember any events pretty uh, well, but I remember liking it. No, I've got to reread that. He had a really interesting run sometime in the mid 2000s where um he wasn't necessarily being like uh like I'm a I'm a gruff guns guy. It's when he was just picking up like weapons and stuff from like the people he defeats. And using those to kind of defeat other people. Yes, that was um, Rick Remender, I believe. Yeah, and it was super fun because, like, I think there was like a raid against like a cartel member uh, in Colombia, where like he had like the goblin, uh, like a hobgoblin hang, uh, glide, the hobgoblin glider, and like he was using our like, pumpkin bombs and yes, stuff. Yes, and I think he also had uh, the tarantula's pointy shoes. Yeah, and it was super fun because it was a more comic booky. Look yes. at him. Um, but, yeah, uh, he, I don't know, it's kind of hard to talk about him, because, like, whenever, whenever you bring up something good, you immediately remember something that's really bad. Uh, and speaking of really bad, he's proved surprisingly difficult to adapt into other media. He has, but I think the recent Netflix um, sh- uh, show, The Punisher Show? Yes. Did it really well. Yes. I mean, I think it helps. He's played by, uh, what's his name? Um, John, uh, John Bern- Bernthal, who's great. The fact that they managed to do a a Punisher series where they talked about white terrorism and how white terrorists get radicalized in America. Yes. Is really good. I thought it was very good. It was super, because like, it could have easily been just like, like you know, murder porn. Uh-huh. For like alt right people, but it wasn't. It was a very thought thoughtful and thought out show that showed that violence actually hurts. Because every time he got in a gunfight, he got messed up, like yes. super bad. And and it was just a really interesting. It was a really interesting way to do Punisher in a modern setting without making him basically, without making him basically like the like a gun toting. Like alt right person, yeah. Because again, that's very easy to do with this character. Mm-hmm. 
And also, it really helps that uh, the person who played Billy Russo was just like, ooh, so good looking. Like, I really, I really like the idea of what they're what they did with the show as mm-hmm. well because I think the second season is going to be pretty cool because. Because I like how they spent the entire season setting up how Billy Russo got turned into Jigsaw. Yes. And the fact that it was just like, oh, pretty boy. They called him pretty boy almost every single moment they could. And then like that last fight with uh, with uh, Billy and That and, was uh, Frank. hideous. Oh, hideous and brutal. Also, another thing. They made all the fight scenes painful to watch. Yes. As well. Which, again super cool of them to do mm-hmm. um because like yeah just like him pushing his face into like the like the mirror mm-hmm. and just oh my god but yeah um so i think our recommendation is watch the punisher yeah on netflix okay but speaking of other adaptations um one thing i want to bring up which is something i'll probably send you when I'm thinking about it, uh, it's a video that I'll uh, post up as well. Jesse, make sure you remember to post that. That post that up. Um, but it's a it's a parody of it's called Punisher sixty six, oh. and it's a parody of the Batman sixty six stuff, oh, but with Punisher quick. stuff. And oh my god, it is it is so funny. <laughs> Here comes the Punisher. Oh shit! It's the Punisher. Don't stare at the Punisher. No. Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! It's the Punisher. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane played the Punisher. And, like, Jigsaw was set up as, like, a, you know, like a funny 60s uh, thing, but, oh my god, it's so good. It's so brutal in, in a really weird way, and I need everyone to watch it, because it's so, it's stuck with me. Um, and again, I'll post it, and I'll maybe post a few, I'll post one of my uh, favorite clips here as well, audio clips. Texas Instruments, Punisher! How are we gonna get ourselves out of this one? How time can be of service! Looks like you can use a woman's touch there, Punisher. I wish I told you I have a wife, and she's dead! Okay, yeah. No, but he has a sidekick. His Robin is a, is a boy named Child Abuse. <laughs> Speaking of other... Sorry, but other adaptations. Uh, more serious ones, anyway. Mm. So, the Thomas Jane uh, Punisher. How What do you think about that one? Didn't have John Travolta? Yeah, the, John, it's not very good. Also, it had one of the lamest endings where, like, he blew up the call- cars and it, like, showed the Punisher skull. Yeah. Um, Punisher cars- Warzone is okay. That's the one with, um, oh, not Ray Winstone. No, um, it's Ray something. It's Ray something. I, we, I mean, it, unfortunately, there's no way of us to look this up. Like, we definitely are not in front of computers and are looking at the internet right now. Yeah, it, Ray Stevenson. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. That movie's well, kind of fun. I Okay, so I'm going to... I am a diehard, just... I will stand for that movie. Mm. It is super good and super fun, and I feel like they do a lot of interesting choices. Mm. 
Also, it helps a little bit that knows about like the creation of the movie as well. Because it was uh, Lexi Alexander was the one who uh, directed it. And it's one of her few movies she directed as well. Yeah, she's done a lot of TV recently. She does mostly TV. Mm -hmm. Um, No, actually, I actually, uh, she actually went to my university. Oh, okay. As like a a guest speaker. And uh, it was really interesting kind of talking to her about some of the stuff she did. But yeah, but that movie is really good. Um, I think it's it's definitely a product of his time because I think one of the first like scenes is him blowing up a parkour person. Yes, <laughs> and I'm just like yeah, this dates it to the month, but at the same time, fun. <laughs> I think that I think Ray Stevens and uh, well, I think that in the Punisher show on Netflix are one of the only ones that show how hard and gruff his life is. Yes. Because, like, the, uh, most of the other stuff you see, like, he's just like, oh, I'm a, like, he's almost like an ubermensch who just, like, goes through everything. Yeah. But, like, Ray Stevens in that, he he looks and moves like a person who just eats canned beans and lives in a, a subway. Basically, yes. And, like, like I like how, like, he doesn't move, like, super agile. Like, he's just a tank just trudging through stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a pretty, like, Punisher Warzone, like, for a watch it. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same defense I kind of give to both the Ghost Rider movies. Yeah, I can see it, that. Because if you see if you see them more almost as like grindhouse films, it, they turn into very good movies. They're very good grindhouse films, and I will I will defend <laughs> Ghost Rider too a lot as well. Even though everyone thinks it's dumb, I love it. <laughs> but, <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. Like Punisher, uh, like I. I'm, I think, as we said before, um, yeah, Punisher is kind of one of those things that's kind of hard to talk about because, like, he has so much bad as with the good. So, yeah, that is. Uh, I can't think of much else to say about the Punisher. Well, let's, well, let's talk about Frankencastle a little bit. Okay, that's definitely a high point in his career. So, do you want to you want to summarize that a little bit? Okay, so uh, this was when uh, Norman Osborn was sort of ruling the superhuman infrastructure with Hammer. And he sort of put together a list of the stuff that he had to do, and one of the things on his list was kill the Punisher. Of course. So he sent uh, Wolverine's malcontent son, uh, Dokken, to uh, to kill the Punisher, and uh, he did by slicing him into meaty chunks. And so uh, those meaty chunks were found by the uh, the various. 70s Marvel monsters living beneath the streets of New York City in Monster Metropolis or Monstropolis, and they Frankensteined him back together as Frankencastle. And eventually got better. Yes, I believe it involved uh, the use of Ulysses Bloodstone's uh, Bloodstone. Ah, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Oh, sure. Because we talked about Nightshade recently. Oh, right. Uh, werewolf Scientist. Werewolf scientist, and I forgot that Falcon was a werewolf before he was a werewolf the second time. That is correct. <laughs> Until I read that, yeah, that that bloodstone is just a gift that keeps on giving. Really, it like so many people are werewolves that you don't think were werewolves. <laughs> like, like Nick Fury was a werewolf because like, I thought the Howling Commandos thing, like the but with the monsters. Uh-huh. I forgot about the two thousands one, but like is when like. Nick Fury was a werewolf. Right. <laughs> so many people are werewolves. I need to <laughs> get a list of people who were werewolves and then uh, it got better. Uh-huh. 
I'll find I'll find it out. Uh, that'll be a, a whole e- extra episode. But um, but yeah. So yeah, I guess summation Punisher is good when he is not an edge lord. That is correct. Which is a hard thing to do. <laughs> yes, because. He is really one of the edgiest characters you can have. He's a white guy with a gun, and he will shoot you. Yep. And uh, that definitely has a... uh, That's definitely always been a kind of a not great character. Mm -hmm. Unless it's written by a great person. I'm looking at you, person who wrote... Actually, you know what? Another... another, Punisher I like a lot. Uh, the Punisher in the Thunderbolts. Not the one with the villains, but the one that was ran by Thaddeus. Oh, right. With uh, him and Ross. Electra and uh, Deadpool. Yeah, it had one of my favorite little interstitial things. where Because he got rid of Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance with like a mystical sword. Mm-hmm. And there's just a cut away. Because like, Johnny Blaze was not in the comic after that for a while. And what happens is like uh the spell gets reversed and you just see a you just see a uh, panel of Johnny just finally being able to catch up on his books <laughs> and then all of a sudden his, he fl- like he just he he goes up in flames and his book burns to crisp and he's just like damn <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and i'm just like oh oh thank you this was a gift i re- i really like that version of thunderbolts as well that was a really fun book. Um, that was when they were doing all new Marvel, I want to say. No, no, it's no Marvel now, I think. No, it was Marvel now. Yeah. And I don't know what they, and then they did the regular Thunderbolts after. And one that I didn't really read because I didn't like the art too much. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. Yes. So, yeah, is there any other, other Punisher things that you can think Nothing of before Nothing much you that uh, springs to mind, I have to say. Yeah. He's just he's just a really good guest a guest appearance and oh. if he's on his own solo stuff you kind of kind of have to be a little careful. Mm. But, oh yeah, I forgot to say he has a his battle fan is pretty cool. Yes, he does live in a van down by the river. And I, I need to get the Hot Wheels <laughs> Hot Wheels battle van. Yes, because I had one at one point, but I lost it. Ah. But uh, he also has a friend named Microchip, which is, you know, played by the wonderful Wayne Knight in, uh, in Punisher Warzone. And I can't think of the guy in the Netflix show, but he's also pretty good. Oh, yeah, he's super good. They actually put a lot of pathos into, I'm just the tech guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's almost like a wisp, like what uh, Rick Jones was for a little bit, the whisper. Yeah. I think that's what they, it's pretty much that. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, so... Yeah, we're done. Which okay. plugs? All right, so I, um, I'm i on Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime podcast. We're going episode by episode uh, through the mid-2000s uh, series, or I guess mid-2000s, late-2010s series, uh, Transformers Prime. We're going episode by episode. We are in the midst of the first season, so you can uh, jump right in. And I also uh, write character profiles of Marvel. Uh, most recently, we have uh, been doing the guide to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You can find uh, the entire thing now on Marvel Unlimited. Okay, my name is GSC. I have a podcast called Alphabet. Well, I have yes, I do have 
podcast called Alphabet Flight. You're listening to it. Um, I also have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids with a guest. Um, I read a little story to read up front, and we also do like a little um, a pick pitch section at the end where we try to make a piece of media make that uh cryptid popular mm. in today's uh world um uh if you'd like to see my cryptid that i have my cat with four thumbs you can go to at marvelous mooch on instagram and uh if you'd like to see the people we are talking about you can always go to um at at alphabet flight on twitter or go to HodgePodge Group on Facebook. Um, also, by the time this comes out, I should have already made a Patreon or something. And uh, if if I get like twenty four dollars, it's basically just cover the hosting fees. I'll I'll put up an extra ish episode a month. I mean a week or a month. Hmm. I don't know uh, where I'll work it out by then. By then, uh, where I cover a pet. From the Marvel, uh, the the Handbook of Marvel Pets. So, want to hear me talk about Lockjaw again? Actually, probably won't. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. Uh, then, yeah, donate. You know, a couple dollars if you like. I don't know. Uh, but besides that, thank you so much for listening. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. Good night.